like nostalgic movie review nerdy well hello everybody <laughs> hello welcome back to new nostalgic movie reviews i'm david and i'm steven and uh today we are looking at chappie yes this movie came out in 2015 it is rated r it is two hours long and just a short little imdb synopsis of this this is in the near future, crime is patrolled by a mechanized police force. When one police droid, Chappie, is stolen and given new programming, he becomes the first robot with the ability to think and feel for himself. We are changing things up a little bit. Um, we're doing our podcast in a whole new way. We want to try something out. We think that our reviews were a little too long and basically the length of the movie is just watch the movie at that point. So we're trying something a little different. We're going to give just shorter spoiler reviews and go into just our favorite and least favorite moments and just talk about things we want cut from the movie, if any, and things we might want to change or something. But And then we'll give our ratings at the end. But just wanted to give that little caveat. Cast and crew. Uh, this movie was also directed and written by Neil Blum- Blumkamp. Uh, you guys might know him from the uh, other movies he did. He did, I think, Elysium and District 9. are those mm-hmm. other two main famous ones. Yeah. Yep. This movie stars uh, Charles Toe Copley. Sorry, I don't know if I said that right at all. Dave Patel, Hugh Jackman, Sigourney Weaver, Ninja, and Yolandi Visser from Die Antwerp. And then Brandon Ayrett as well as just some of the main casting. Yeah, uh, this movie's quite interesting. Talking about uh, best performances here. Best performance. Who do you think did the best performance in this movie? Uh, best performance for this movie, I definitely have to give it to the guy who played Chappie, uh, Charlto Copley, or however you say that. I'm so sorry. I know I'm really messing that up. I just think that Chappie himself is such a really endearing character. Um, I, without giving too much away, I didn't have the most fun with this movie. I'll talk more about that in spoilers and stuff like that. But his performance was always charming, always made me smile. Uh, It was just the best, I could say. Like, he was the best part of this movie, hands down for me. And it's just not even close. What about you? Uh, I, I'd probably agree with you. Uh, I think Chappie is a really great character of the story. You could tell that uh, Mr. Copley worked really hard to get all the mannerisms and movements down and even just acting almost like childlike from this new AI that's learning how to grow. And uh, I also think that Dev Patel did really well as Dion. Uh, yes. I think he is another standout performance. I actually really wish we got more of him in the movie, but we'll get to that more later. Yeah, I I always feel really bad for Dave Patel because I feel like Dave Patel actually has the chops to be such a really, really good actor. But a lot of the times I just don't feel like he gets a lot of the big roles. Um, Besides this and, you know, Avatar The Last Airbender and Slumdog Millionaire, he's not in a lot of really big movies and a lot of movies that didn't really get a lot of ground or became really popular he's in like these more like cult following movies and then obviously with avatar he's just really just shit on a lot (laughs) yeah one movie one movie that i really i haven't seen by uh from him yet but i really want to is that the green knight yeah i heard that he was really good in that one i heard that movie all around is really good but i think he's a really talented actor and he deserves 
a lot more work. I, I, I definitely agree. Like, I, I really want to see him in, like, a actual, like, big blockbuster movie and see what his acting capabilities actually are. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I think we have gotten to see them, but, you know, in various roles, like... The last Airbender, he hasn't had a lot of good writing behind his character, yeah. so he's just kind of there. Back to Charlto, I think he does amazing as Chappie, and it's really cool watching like some of the behind-the-scenes stuff because he did all all the movement for oh, really? Chappie, and yeah, it, so you know, wearing one of those suit stuff. So he that's and it looks so realistic because they actually had you know like life-size models of the robot on set so when they did the animation they could get the lighting perfectly when you have something physical oh nice but i i just think he does a stand-up job yeah honestly like so many of these robot uh ai movies uh, the robot really takes the cake and the performances just because it kind of has to i mean you have to have such an amazing voice personality to be able to capture the innocence of a robot (laughs) especially one like chappie that is basically a child when he's first given consciousness and then having to learn everything from what everyone around him tells him so it's it's really endearing like i really just love like all little things especially like the way he like messes up like saying uh motherfucker where you you fuck mother yeah (laughs) (laughs) just there's so many like tiny little nuanced things that he does as this character that's just really intriguing it just really just stands out among everything else in this movie well i even love like once chappy you know becomes chappy i love seeing the different movements of the animation of like the the antennas and his eyes and he has like a little eyebrow thing yeah and mouth thing, like the, the way they move and show expression for you know in a robot oh so yeah it's really well cool. i mean there are some really good expression moments in this movie especially like uh when he sees like the dog dead or when he realizes he actually did hurt somebody later on in the movie we'll talk about that later but like some of those moments where he actually does get like really sad or like that moment where he gets jumped by all those guys and stuff like there's a lot of moments where you can actually like you feel a lot of empathy for him and you just like yeah. i'm so sad for this little robot and why is he just i love him so much why does he get so much hate <laughs> exactly anything else you want to talk about about the performance or do you want to go into some of your favorite moments uh we can go into the favorite moments favorite moments i really love when Chappie first comes to being and he's like very childlike and they have to like coax him out of there and kind of explain to him that you know he needs to grow and like explain things about the world to him but uh i I really like you know moments like that or moments when dion has a chance to actually talk to chaffee about what's right and wrong before you know he hangs out too much with yolandi or ninja yeah I always think that's kind of funny with that stuff with Dion giving him those uh, speeches and stuff because he's like, don't ever let tell anybody tell you what you can and cannot be, but don't be this. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hypocritical. Um, one of my favorite <laughs> moments of the teaching, honestly, is uh, when Chappie's doing the painting. I thought that was such a really like interesting scene and interesting way for him to paint because um, I was just fully expecting him to actually like paint like a human does, but then when he paints like a printer does and just kind of sees the image of the car and just does it all in a uh, in blue, but just misses certain spots of the painting to really make the car pop out. I was like, that's really cool. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I wish we got a lot more scenes like that. I do where, too. <laughs> you know, 
like, see him learn outside of like the gangster stuff when he's hanging out with the crew. But yeah, yeah, I love scenes like that, and uh, I like Dion trying to figure out how he can make things work with Chappie, but also, you know, trying to stay out of trouble. Yeah. Uh, I also really love Chappie using a bunch of, I think he uses like eight different PlayStations and a old Sony laptop to make a supercomputer. Like, I think that is honestly really cool. And not a, a lot of people wouldn't even think about using game consoles as computing devices, but they have so much computing power that I honestly just thought that was kind of brilliant. (laughs) And I mean, I also love how, you know, parts of this movie, like, it it feels very different from other, like, AI robot movies. Like, a lot of movies, kind of like Short Circuit or, uh, like, Iron Giant or something, Mm -hmm. you know, those robots are learning from, you know, like, an innocent child or something how to be good. And in this movie, it kind of flips that over where Chappie spends a majority of his time with Ninja and Yolandi and like the rest of their crew and he's being like corrupted by gangsters and it, it like it's weird how it's like criminals corrupting youth yeah you know? yeah no I, when you look at it about that it's kind of crazy especially with how like they are such like weird criminals in this movie and mm-hmm. the way that they teach him the things that they do, like they have to teach him how to do the little gangster walk and to shoot sideways and to do all these like dumb things. And just the way they even like convince him that the things that they're doing aren't crimes because I, I, I actually own that car and they took it from me. So you got to help me take it back. <laughs> kind of. Right. Like trying to trick him in a way yeah using his kind of childish mind to be able to trick his ai into making him do the mm-hmm. things that his creator told him not to do um it's very very interesting i feel like yolandi out of that gangster group is probably the best oh yeah criminal she like she actually seems to actually care for chappy and the others you know learn to care for him, him towards the end but you know yolandi actually up front wants to teach this robot how to be good and the others want to corrupt him to use him for, you know, heists. Well, and I kind of even like the, the talk that Yolandi and Chappie had with about being like having a soul and being good on the inside. And it doesn't matter what you are on the outside. And it, it's kind of interesting having this like criminal girlfriend or whatever that goes on these heists. And like the other two are just really horrible people while she's like really like... I'm going to be your mother. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to teach you what it's like to have a soul. It doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. Like she's very much like an actual like mother nurturing character. And it's kind of funny in that scenario. It almost seems like she wants to give them a better life. Mm -hmm. And like it, I'm pretty sure in her mind, you know, the heist is like their last ditch, last ditch effort to like make the money so they can start a new life and, you know, not be stuck in a life of crime. Yeah. Uh, my other favorite moment is just uh, Dave Patel and Chappie working together at the end of the movie to do what they're going to do. I'm not going to spoil that because that's way too much of a spoiler. Yeah, we'll get into that a little I, bit later. I do love that a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much all my favorite, favorite moments of the movie. What about you? Yeah, so I guess we could go on uh, before we hit the spoilers. What's next? Uh, next week... We are looking at Steven's pick. Yes. Dickie Roberts, formal child star. 
It's one of my yeah. all-time favorite movies. I can't wait to have everyone watch along and review with us or listen to the review. Definitely check it out, and we will talk about it next week. But with that, we will move on to the spoilers. Let's sum it up. With this uh, spoiler section, we'll start off with like a little summary of the movie, diving a little deeper than just like the IMDb synopsis. So like this movie is really a look at kind of like I mentioned earlier, what could happen if AI falls into the wrong hands. And so this future where robots have been integrated into the police force, um, so like the creator of those robots, which is Dion, he has also behind the scenes been writing a lot of code and trying to basically discover AI, you know, self-learning uh, programs and whatnot. And he ends up making a, an AI program and wants to test it out. So he finds one of these robots that has been basically sent off to be destroyed for scrap and decides to, I'm going to take it and put my AI in it and let's see what happens. We can get this project together. Um, he does this against the wishes of his boss, though, so he kind of, on the down low, uh, checks the robot out and, you know, imprints that AI on it. And it's kind of an interesting story. Uh, I guess, do you have anything to add? Uh, yeah, uh, I would just say like there's also that Hugh Jackman's character is also trying to create a robot that's just brute force military and he's kind of going against Dion the entire time no one wants this brute force military thing they love Dion's robot so much better and this guy just wants to create the most amazing military weapon just probably because he wants to just blow shit up himself he's a very Mm -hmm. loud obnoxious and just brutal personality throughout the entire movie and it, it is kind of interesting seeing like the two sides of it. And this movie really does kind of overemphasize a lot of the, the humans in this movie are really, really shitty people. Like all yeah. humans in this movie are extremely shitty. <laughs> like there's not many likable characters in this movie at all. Yeah, I think Dion, like he's a character I, I definitely enjoy. I think, mm-hmm. like I said, I wish we got more of him, but... I think it's interesting how Dion created these robots and they're being used for, you know, law enforcement. But I think what Dion really wants to do is create robots that can help people in the world. And he's hoping with the AI, it can grow and make society better. Whereas if you look at Vincent, which is Jackman's character, he's on that side of he wants to basically make robots and militarize them so that they can become the ultimate power in the world and just be in control. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a very interesting process. And throughout this movie, like there's a lot of interesting points. Um, I, I, I will say that I think if they focused more on certain aspects of the movie, this movie would be a lot better than it is for me. Uh, I think they focus too much on Vincent this movie really just needed a tighter focus on some of the things. Like I really wanted more Dion. I really wanted more uh, childhood teaching of Chappie. I really wanted uh, less just conflict the entire movie and maybe a little less over-exaggeration of how awful people are in this movie. Yeah, I definitely think uh, there are a lot of different story beats that are all, all over the place. It's a 
you know, I really enjoy the story of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun, but it does kind of bounce all over. And I feel like, you know, Vincent Dion's story is more intriguing than like the gangster's story. Yeah. I feel like they're, I like some of the characters in that group, but I feel like they're in the movie just to cause conflict and be a place where Chavi hangs out and learns the wrong things. Yeah. You know, that corruption. Yeah. And I honestly, I, I did like the concept of him lear- having to learn from gangsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I think that could be an interesting concept to go with, but I think there was even too much conflict in the gangsters themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, Ninja seemed like his own person, like, outside of America and Yolandi, and then even Hippo was even crazier than Ninja was outside of them, and then you, all of Hippo's crew as well. And then you're having to worry about the military and the police force and the company that they work for <laughs> and Vincent. And I'm like, how many bad guys are in this movie? <laughs> it's, there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, I did um, see some behind the scenes stuff uh, talking about how like Neil Blomkamp picked Diane Diet Wood. Sorry, Diane Wood. And because he's like a fan of them, but apparently as on set, days kept going uh neil and ninja were having more and more conflicts yeah and he would ninja would just try to do his own thing and be as crazy as possible and apparently he was you know he's not an actor he's part of a band but apparently he would go around and try to teach like uh brennan orit who played hippo trying to teach him how to act yeah and so apparently there was a little bit of uh, kerfuffles going on set, but yeah. Which for those of you who don't know, Diane Word or Diane Wood, however it's pronounced, they're a South African duo, uh, Ninja and Yolandi, and they uh, do hip hop rap kind of music. Um, one of their most famous songs, you've probably heard it when it came out because it was really popular for a, a short time, just because of how weird the song is. But it's called "I Think You Freaky." <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's an interesting song. It's a good like club banger, but it's also just like such a weird song and it's such a weird video. And they are a weird group and they pretty much this entire movie, they play the same characters that are in the band, but don't ever bring up the band. They listen to their own music. They wear their own clothing, their own T-shirts. That kind of like integrated of reality into this sci-fi movie takes me out of it a little bit because I was always confused like, are they being the band members? Like, is this band actually exist? Did they, the band fail and now they're criminals? Like, what's the story? Here? <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of bizarre watching that go on. Getting back to like a little bit of the summary. Yes. As Chappie is going on, the gangsters end up getting him to help him commit this heist where they got to steal all this money so that they can pay Hippo back. Yes. And they teach... You know, uh, Dion told Chappie that he's not allowed to kill anyone. So the gangsters go around that and mm-hmm. teach Chappie that if you use knives and throw knives at people, it puts them to sleep. It doesn't kill them. <laughs> it's kind of like the old, uh, I don't know if you watch the college humor, Batman uh, yeah. things. <laughs> I have seen that skit. <laughs> Where he's with Penguin and he's talking about how he doesn't kill people. And he's like, I just, I put them to sleep with my awesome skills that I learned in the mountains. It's like that yeah. guy's got a knife in his head. He's just sleeping. He's all tuckered out. <laughs> and that's basically what they tell. That. Yeah. <laughs> so they they finally go on this heist, and uh, while this heist is going on, 
the world has kind of gone to shit because Vincent ended up shutting down all the robots and it caused mass mass riots. And he did that because he wants his robot to be used and he got denied that option earlier. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm going to cause as much chaos as possible so I can implement my robot that will show that this is what we need instead of these, you know, smaller police robots. Yeah. And yeah. Chappie finally learns you know, that he is actually hurting people because they're on the heist and he throws a, a knife into a guy's leg. And he's saying, like, it's okay, you can go to sleepy, sleepy weepy now. <laughs> and uh, the guy is freaking out, saying, like, don't hurt me, don't hurt me. And, you know, Ch- you see it click. Like, Chappie mm-hmm. realizes he's actually hurting these people and he leans into the guy and Ninja's telling him, we got to go, we got to get out of here. And Chappie just is like, I'm sorry, and leaves. Yeah. And I know he feels really bad, but... Oh, yeah. It's such a sad moment, honestly, with that. Because that moment where it clicks in his head, like, oh, my God, these guys lied to me. I've been hurting people this entire time. Mm. I've been doing bad. I've been doing what I'm not supposed to. And I don't want people to fear me like I feared people. And it's just... It's it's such a great moment, honestly. That's one of the best moments of the movie. Yeah, I think so. And I guess next, the get cut off when they get back to their hideout by and this is you know where steven brought up a lot of bad guys they get yeah. back to the hideout and hippo and his crew are waiting for him and then hugh jackman unleashed his robot so he has this robot which uh moose little yeah it's called the moose and a little side story about the like fun fact about the robots um the chappy robot and all the police robots were actually inspired their robot design by the anime apple seed oh, okay. because uh yeah, uh, Neil is a huge fan of Appleseed, so he, he liked that design. And he kind of incorporated it. And then the Moose robot um, is influenced by the uh, robot from RoboCop at the end, that yeah. you know, bad guy robot at the end. So it's yep. it's really inspired by that design. But yeah, he, uh, Vincent controls that Moose robot. So th- I think that's one of the downsides that the company was having is that they're still man powered. Yeah. They wanted to have just robots that can be programmed right from wrong. Yep. But they all converge there. And this fight scene is kind of bonkers, but I also really enjoy it. I think it's a, another favorite moment in the movie for me, just cause it's just absolute crazy. And I love the actions that Chappie takes during this fight. I do love the actions that Chappie, the actions that Chappie takes. I don't know why it's blah, 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 right there, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, like I love that he gets that knife and he ties the grenade or like tapes the grenade to it and stuff like that, like or with the the bomb of the detonator or whatever it was. Yeah, like that was such a smart move. Like Chappie does some really smart things he in like, this fight scene, and he like stabs it in the face of the moose robot, and then basically from the rest of the fight, it's Chappie trying to save Dion, who has gotten wounded, uh, and also get the detonator so that he can set the bomb off and destroy the moose. Yeah. So from here, uh, I guess the story kind of moves on where the gangsters uh, are trapped inside of the building with Chappie, and Ninja kind of distracts the robot, you know, like goes to sacrifice himself, so Chappie is like trying to get out so he can get to the detonator. And... I don't know. It's, uh, I think, how did you feel about this scene? I know you were. <laughs> See, for me, the action in the scene, and I, I just don't think it cuts it. And I think there's just too much going on. Um, 
we have a little segment later called a little off the top. We're going to get to it a little bit more, but I think Hippo just needs to be cut out of this fight entirely. I, I think, I think Hippo as an entire character doesn't need to be in this movie. It doesn't change anything having Hippo not in this movie. They can still be criminals going on a heist. They can still be going against Vincent. They can still be going against Dion and the company. Like, there's so many other things that are happening in this movie that I think Hippo takes so much away from this, and they're just cannon fodder for the Moose robot at this point, and just there for him to injure Dion. But then after all of that happens, it's just Moose versus Ninja, Yolandi, and Chappie, and I think that part of the fight's better, but I still think, like, I don't know. Vincent's just one of those characters that just aggravates me because he's, like, he's so stupid. And he, he just takes so much time to try to kill these people with this military robot that basically everyone's way too afraid of, but he can't kill three people in a robot with it. Like it's, yeah, he it's, kills a lot of others. It seems so ridiculous that everyone's so terrified of how dangerous this robot is, but it, he can't kill three people with it. Like that's just That to me is where it kind of draws the line of I, I, I don't really like this and I feel like it doesn't have the realism into it. I think part of it uh, for me during this fight scene, when Chappie's going for the detonator, uh, Ninja sacrifices himself so Chappie can get away. And yeah. the whole movie, you spend like, you don't like Ninja as a character. Ever. Like, the yeah. movie never <laughs> makes. So when he sacrifices himself, it's played off as this really big deal, but you just don't really feel anything. And like Yolandi comes in and takes some more like aggression. Yeah. from you know the robot and Chappie eventually gets the detonator and blows it up but it, you just don't really feel much for uh Ninja and Yolandi in this you feel more for Yolandi but yeah I, I felt way more for Yolandi and it was just weird that it was like a sacrifice into another sacrifice like usually in the movies when you have the sacrifice moment it's one person it's not I'm gonna sacrifice myself and then I'm gonna sacrifice myself but the, this person never was harmed and this person gets killed yeah <laughs> like it's oh. it's it's just like it it has like i said this i feel like this movie fails because it has too many it tries to have too many moments yeah i think it has a lot going on for itself like it, yeah. it needs to focus up a little bit more i still really enjoy it but yeah uh so yeah once Chappie blows up the moose he takes dion back to the robotics company because he had been shot and he figured out a way to use a brain scanner to upload your mind or soul into a computer. Yeah. And so basically your consciousness as data. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Breaks down your consciousness in the ones and zeros. And <laughs> so he they there's a spare robot at the place and at this point Chappie is running very low on battery, but he decides to try and save Dion instead. And this is where it goes from you know more of the the sciencey side of it and this is where the fantasy part of it is you know the out of sci-fi yeah. where they or chappy uploads dion's consciousness into that robot and mm -hmm. it and it works and it's just yeah. it's really cool scene but it's like it is bizarre. a cool scene yeah <laughs> <laughs> and of all the things that are unrealistic in this movie this is the one i can wrap my head around the most honestly like i i actually really enjoyed the transferring the consciousness and him figuring it out I, I, I just, like I said, I just didn't like some of the other aspects of it, but it's, it's kind of funny that the most unrealistic part of this is the part that I can wrap my head around the most. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, I mean, it's, 
it's really interesting because during this whole scene, you know, Vincent is in that company mm-hmm. building and Chappie attacks him. And this scene, it's 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 interesting watching Chappie try to stop Vincent and telling him that he is wrong and a criminal, saying you don't hurt people while he's hurting Vincent. Yeah. So it's like Chappie understands but also doesn't understand. But Vincent should have been dead from some of those attacks, though, too, because oh, Chappie yeah, like, hit him like a truck <laughs> and kicked him through, like, multiple walls. I was like, I mean, the oh. first... <laughs> The first hit he does on Vincent, he throws a, a big wrench at his legs. That should have broken his leg. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's still and running sure, after I that. I think it, like, <laughs> did, but you see Vincent still kind of limp running through. and Yeah, but you're, you're not moving after that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's really cool because uh, once Dion is his consciousness is in the new robot, he gets Chappie to lay down and he says, hey – use the network to find the closest other robot nearby, which luckily a couple blocks away outside the building, there's one of those robots is knocked down from when they all got taken out. Yeah. So he, Dion is able to transfer Chappie's consciousness into that robot. Yeah. And then of course we get the most unrealistic scene after that, where they also try to transfer the consciousness of dead Yolandi that he took way early in the movie when he figured out how to do it and put it into a robot through the facility over Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, they use the network or whatever to transfer the consciousness and use the machines to build a Yolandi robot, basically. And the face kind of looks like hers. Yeah, they they took both sacrifices and they made both of them not mean anything. I see, I can't, did Ninja, he survived, right? He just got Ninja's, like shot. Yeah. He got shot a couple times, but I think he survived. Yeah, he got like shot like once, like being in the leg, and yeah. then Yolandi gets to be a robot after this. So it's like both their sacrifices didn't mean much at the end of that. <laughs> it's kind of like what a lot of people have the problems with a lot of the Marvel movies nowadays, especially with the multiverses. It's like, okay, but are these people ever really dead? Because they can always just come back. Like that's just kind of the one and one of the annoying things. Like I don't feel the de- like the value of their death if they come back. Yeah, that's definitely understandable. Like, you don't feel that sense of urgency in a fight. Like, oh, if this person dies, ah, they'll come back. It's yeah, fine. exactly. Yeah. So, so um, that's pretty much the movie, though. <laughs> Do we yeah, want to get into the story. moments that a little off the top and some moments that we might cut from the movie to make it a little bit better? Yeah. A little off the top. So, like I said before, I think cut Hippo and his gang out of this completely. I think they're the most unnecessary part of this movie by far. I think there's they they don't need the urgency of trying to get this money. They could just be criminals trying to get this money. This could be their one big heist before they stop being criminals. Because that even seems like what Yolandi wants in this movie. So, I don't know why they just use that as the plot point. Exactly. I think having Hippo in the beginning and at the end, and he's never really in the movie ever at all in the middle, and it's just so bizarre. Yeah, there's like one or two sporadic scenes in the middle that are fairly quick, but it's yeah. nothing super meaningful. And I would also take that little intro at the very beginning out that's like a documentary style with like two people talking about all the things Chappie did, because we didn't even know who Chappie was when they said that. Mm-hmm. And they never go back to it. So it's like, why have a scientist and an analytic person be like, it's so crazy, all the things that Chappie did, and then never go back to that moment. Like, they have a future moment that takes place for, like, 
three minutes and then never go back to it. Seeing that that intro is interesting. Like I, I can understand that part, but I do like the intro for the fact that it kind of explains how the world works with the robots yeah. running the police force. So I, I can understand that part though, because they really don't visit it again. If they visit it again, maybe that's something they could have changed. Instead of having the ending with Yolandi, go back to that documentary at the end. Yeah, I think they were trying to have like a news session, almost like a, a Quentin Tarantino thing where you start at the end of the movie and then, mm-hmm. you know, go to the beginning after that opening scene. And I don't, I just don't think, I see the idea there, but I don't think it was, you know, done as yeah. well as it could have been. Like they could have re- uh, referred back to it once everything starts going to hell later in the movie. Yeah. They show that news scene again, saying like, oh, there's Chappie. And they kind of showed some news stuff, but it didn't directly tie in with that. Those two yeah. people on the intro. Um, the other thing for me, I think you need to cut all the beginning scenes of Ninja freaking out on Chappie out of the movie. Um, I think like he makes all those declarations with his crew and with Dion and with Chappie about what is ex- what is explained to him and what's going to happen with the robot and how everything's going to work out. And this robot's going to be like a child, but he just freaks out after five minutes and just completely loses his mind and wants to just kill this robot and doesn't want anything to do with it. And I think it's just a lot too fast. Like if you maybe reacted that way, like three days into it after a lot more of like paintings and stuff like that, like I could see that, but he has that reaction immediately and it's just, it just seems so out of place and it just, it's weird. Yeah, he has it fairly quickly. And I mean, when I watched it, I kind of viewed it as he's feeling the urgency and the pressure of mm-hmm. basically in a week, we're going to die unless we get this money and give it to Hippo. But why so is like, he the only one feeling that? Yeah, that's definitely weird. Yeah. Like, I can understand why he's feeling it, but it is interesting how he's the only one with that real sense. And I guess America kind of has that sense as well a little bit, but he seems a little bit more grounded with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the way America reacts to everything with Chappie, honestly, is the way I feel like he Ninja should should've. react to it. Yeah, and if, mm-hmm. if Ninja acted similarly to the way America did, I wouldn't have a problem with it at all. But he goes way above and beyond. Yeah, he kind of blows up a little too much um, and then i know there's one scene that we haven't talked about that you also agreed is the dumbest scene in the entire movie and this just needs to be cut because they do nothing with it vincent holding dion at gunpoint in the middle of the office <laughs> during yeah. the middle of a work day in front of all of his co-workers yeah and like, plays it off as a joke <laughs> uh, is it, it, what? that scene should be cut completely it's it's really the only scene in my opinion that should be cut from the movie i'm okay with like a lot of the other stuff you mentioned but okay. i also like enjoyed the movie quite yeah. a bit more than you but that this scene with vincent you know basically threatening dion in front of the whole office with a gun holding it mm-hmm. to his face and him slammed down on his desk and then playing it off as a joke it's yeah. Like, in real life, he would have been arrested instantly. He would have been fired. Yeah. He would have been like done. <laughs> they work at a military facility. Like there is no joking like that in a military facility in an office. <laughs> Never. <laughs> exactly. So it's kind of a really dumb scene. I think what they should have done is have the same threat, but maybe show Dion walking down the hallway and then Vincent. Yeah. You know, like grab him really up quick, the wall. push against yeah. the wall, threaten him, and then just like push him away and then walk off, you know? Yeah. 
that could have just been just the same. It's had just the same amount of impact without having the gun in the middle of the office in front of everybody. Like them being alone makes that way more impactful than him doing it in a room full of people and having nothing happen to him. Exactly. And then, yeah, so, the whole playing it off as a joke thing is like, it was dumb. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those I'll, are the only like main things I would cut from the movie. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there. But like, no, it's okay. uh, cutting all that, maybe nine to 11 minutes out of the movie, still mm-hmm. like an hour and 50 minutes long. And I think it really makes this movie just so much better. Yeah, I feel like that would definitely help. I think if I cut those, I would use that time and add a little bit more of Dion and Chappie. I agree, 100%. And, like, basically rewrite that threat scene. Because I do mm-hmm. like... I think Hugh Jackman does a really good job. It is nice seeing him do a really different role from what he has done before. Very you know, different. <laughs> getting to be this really strong villain and make those stupid mistakes. But I, he does a phenomenal job with the acting. It's it's It was a little hard for me to get over because I've never seen Hugh Jackman as the bad guy. And how crazy he plays this and how stupidly he plays it. Well, the character, anyways. I was just like, ah, it's so weird for me. But it was just a little hard for me to like disconnect Hugh Jackman, as I know, to playing this role. I think more subsequent watches would probably help me with that. But mm-hmm. I think uh, initial reactions to it were just like, what the? F- Whoa, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I guess, uh, what are your kind of ratings and final thoughts of this movie? Final thoughts and ratings. Um, so I know when we first talked about it, I was really just like saying it's not even worth it. I think this movie is probably at least worth a, a stream. I don't know if I'd spend money on it. Um, uh, I I don't think I'll ever own it or anything like that. But you know, if it's something that like if someone wanted to watch, I probably wouldn't say like absolutely not. I'd probably sit there and watch it with them and have a conversation about it. But it's something that I probably I, w- I would say if you're interested at all in it, check it out. Because there are some things in this movie that are worth checking out, Chappie especially. But I, I for me, I don't personally like really enjoy this movie. I think there's a lot of really just dumb overacting in it. But I think that there is things to be watched and things to be viewed and that a lot of people would like. And I understand why some people do love it. I just, I just can't have that same love. That's fair. Um. So I'm I'm definitely a little different. I think, I think this movie is it, like for me, I'm probably gonna end up buying it. I really enjoy the movie. I'm I'm a fan of uh, Neil Blomkamp's movies. I really liked District Nine. I think Elysium is very interesting. But I think Chappie is a really well made film. It's interesting. There are definitely faults in it, but I think it's worth the watch. I think you should definitely check it out, especially if you're a fan of like sci-fi movies and kind of want to see a different take on, you know, how AI and robots being trained by humans are. It's a, just kind of yeah. flips that upside down and also has a lot of uh perspectives on you know, how the world is with, you know, integrating robots into the police force and just kind of how technology can affect our future. So yeah. I, I just think it's it's really interesting. I think it's at least worth the watch. Um, I'm, you know, I'm definitely going to own it, but I think <laughs> okay. I, I say check it out. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, fair. 
All right, well, that was our review of Chappie. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and please join us again next week for Dickie Roberts. Oh, yeah. All right, well, bye.